Last time on this podcast, storytelling is actually doing really well. And I know why storytelling is doing so well on video and in even posts because we have so much AI going right now. Welcome to Upon Arrival, a show that uncovers stories and strategies that make up all the moving parts of business events tourism. I'm Adelaine Ng, and this is part three, the final part of my interview with Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark a dream client attraction specialist and a disruptive strategist on LinkedIn, also the founder of Influence Builder and the Influencer Builder Club. Danielle has been sharing a bucket load of LinkedIn tips, from how to think about your profile differently to attract the right connections to your page and have them find you interesting, to direct messaging unawkwardly. In this final part, Danielle continues to reveal what works on LinkedIn, which is a massive relief if you've been even slightly frustrated trying to figure out its algorithm. I begin this part by asking her a question I've been wondering about for a long time. How do you insert links in your post without being penalized by the platform? Let's jump straight into the conversation. When it comes to links, I mean, you mentioned links. Yep. on your posts, what is best practice? Because sometimes you just can't avoid it. If you yep. want to get tickets, you know, here is the link. So yep. if you're not posting that within the posts itself, yep. you know, people have been putting them in the comment section. I mean, is that a good idea? Is that Does that work with the algorithm better? Yeah. So so there's a couple things that you can do with the algorithm. The algorithm does not like links right now. <laughs> they just don't. So if you, so here's, here's what I would do. I'd have your admin put the put the link in the comment, not you, have the admin put the link in the comment or a friend, can you go put this link in there? And so that, because it's it's really going to hurt you if it's you putting the link in there. So you could actually say, check the link in the comments and you can, you can actually pin to the top somebody's comment. They could put the link in for you. So that's just a hack. Otherwise, the algorithm doesn't want to see a link in there until like an hour after posting it. That's what it's, yeah, I know it's crazy, right? An hour after posting it. So that's, ah. that's one of the things. The other thing is, is that you could, you can, of course, tag. You can tag people or you can tag like the company page. Go check out the company page. The link in the title is where you go and get your events or check out more information on the event. Have an event page. So if you have a business page, you can actually have a sub page that's a product page. And that product page could be an event page. You could tag that. And that link can go right in. So so there's all these different ways to to work around it. Just knowing that, yeah, they don't necessarily like the links in the text. So you can have somebody drop the link for you and pin that comment to the top. You can tag the product page that's a subpage of the business page that will send people in. I mean, it's a couple extra clicks, so it's not ideal. And the other thing is, is that you can actually put a photo and you can you can put a hyperlink in the photo now. So if you do that from your phone. So that's something where you can actually put the link in the photo. Click on the photo. Click on the link in the photo. And so they put that there so that more people would put the photo up and put the link in the photo. <laughs> so you could actually do that. You just got to do it from your phone. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty clear to our listeners that you have, there's a ton more where that came from. Yeah. I know you run boot camps. Uh, you've got one coming up in August. I'm not exactly sure if yeah. by the time this episode gets published, whether it might just be a little bit too late. So how often are, are you running these boot camps? Yeah. So with LinkedIn, we try to run them every couple of months. We actually haven't run one yet this year because I, I was really busy building out a couple of other pieces of like membership areas and stuff. But now we're coming back into our events. So when I 
when I get right back into my events that I like to run them either monthly or I run them every other month. So the boot camp one, we're definitely doing one in August. And, you know, based on just how many people want to come into this one, and I, I think I just launched it today. And there's all these people like, okay, yeah, I'm coming in. I'll probably run another one in September because events are really big and we use LinkedIn to fill our events all the time. It's like the best platform. Facebook is good too. Instagram can be good for retreats, but LinkedIn, when it comes to like conferences and events is hands down my favorite platform. So a lot of event planners, um, a lot of people running events are on LinkedIn using this and we just, we teach them how to, so the bootcamp really does teach you how to sell without being really sleazy and to really start thinking about how can you boost your authority as well. But yeah, we're going to be running those every month. And of course, like, yes, everything I've told you is just the tip of the iceberg. There's, there's so much more information with LinkedIn. And I think what's really important is to just not get yourself overwhelmed because small changes can go a long way. I mean, even just the polls will take you guys a long way. (laughs) Yeah. And it's always good to, you know, stay plugged into a community that is just informing you of all the changes that social media apps are making because they're constant. Yeah. It's so hard to keep up. Yeah. They're definitely making my agency recession proof. I will say that. (laughs) So I appreciate them for that um, because this is what we do. Like we, we are online. And we're getting information and then we're using critical thinking skills like, okay, so how do we need to shift what we're teaching or how do we need to shift what we're doing in order to make this new algorithm or the changes in the algorithm work for us instead of against us? And so it's a daily thing. It's not just with LinkedIn, although that is my preference. I'm on LinkedIn. So yeah, I'm probably maybe the third or fourth person that knows in the world what's changing on LinkedIn. I mean, we know Facebook too, Facebook ads, Facebook posting, the things that are working, the things that aren't. You know, and I think that a lot of times what I see is I see the gurus out there and the experts teaching the things that have already gone past. I don't like to do that. I like, like, no, no, you guys need to know this now. (laughs) And so that's why we're trying to do this. What are you disagreeing with most these days? Okay, so with most, uh, the the posting all the time on LinkedIn. Like, I I actually don't think that's, that's not the way to do it. I, it takes away from the posts before if you haven't given enough time, because the algorithm will put it in front of a certain percentage of your following within that first day. If it does well, then they'll put it in front of another, uh, like a smaller percentage, but still a pretty high percentage the next day and then the next day and the next day. So one of the things with the LinkedIn algorithm is that it's extending out who and how many people it's putting it in front of over the course of five days rather than what most social media platforms are doing is like, yeah, it's like within 12 hours, it doesn't even matter. It never existed anyway. So just when people come to your profile, so push people to your profile. So that's something I don't agree with. I actually don't think that's working to people's advantage. I don't think that people should get into very, you know, pods with their friends, right? So there's, there's all these people that they have different backgrounds and stuff. And so they're getting into pause and those are the people that are liking their posts and commenting on their posts. And so it looks like they have people, right? But here's the thing is that the algorithm is telling LinkedIn or, you know, going back, the algorithm is reading it as, oh, we need to put this in front of this AC and heating guy over here and people who run those types of businesses and this life coach over here when this person right here is somebody who leads SaaS leaders or <laughs> who who works with SaaS leaders. Mm. So so what they're doing is they're putting those posts on, you know, how to be an excellent SaaS leader in front of AC and heating guys and coaches and people who aren't in, in that industry at all. So that's something where 
you know, I tell people like, yeah, I, I know it feels good, but just so you know, it's, it's all in vain. It really is. <laughs> uh, it, it legitimately is vanity numbers and it is in vain. And it, it really is just to make you, you feel better rather than putting it in front of people that you really need to get it in front of. I, c- I can see people hitting their head against the wall now going, I've been doing that all this. <laughs> it's okay though. Oh, you gotta, I mean, you, you got to try these things to see, but you know, this is the thing that people come to me all the time. Well, I mean, the only people I have commenting are, you know, people in my pod and, and this stuff. And I'm just like, why do you think that is? And I just, I asked that question and like, I, you know, I, I just don't think that the content's good enough. And I'm like, it's, and I'm looking at their content. I'm like, this is great content. It's, it's too bad that your ideal client isn't seeing it because they need to see it. But the reason they're not seeing it is because the people that are liking it and are commenting on it aren't the right people. So unless you can get it in a pod where your ideal clients are, that's where you need to go because then it'll show it in front of other people who are your connections and your followers who are ideal clients. It's just how it works. I mean, it's very, algorithms are very logical. They're very logical. So what makes logical sense is usually where the algorithm will go. Yeah, I just wish it would tell us what its logic is sometimes. <laughs> that will make, stop us guessing so much. Selfish question, mm-hmm. how can podcasters use LinkedIn to grow an audience for their show? I know that's a bit of a tough order because people generally don't like changing platforms when they're on a particular social media. So any advice there? Oh my gosh, tons of advice. Okay, <laughs> which one do I want to start with? Okay, so so when it comes to podcasts, right? Polls will work really good. Again, have your groups with your ideal clients. So let's just take this this episode, for example. If you go into a LinkedIn group that is all for people who have events, right? Or they're planning events or they're coaches that have events or whatever that niche is for you. And you say, you create a poll and say, you know, what are the things that you really want to know about LinkedIn that will help you sell more tickets for your event? And create that poll and see what it is. And then you can actually say, you know what? I actually covered this with Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark in this last podcast episode. And she dropped so many good bombs on how you can use LinkedIn. Here's the link. Go watch it. And please, you know, if you feel feel like sharing it with some of your colleagues, I would really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe. But you're like, you have a podcast episode that's specific to what they're looking for. You create a poll in a LinkedIn group that has hundreds of people voting on it. And then you take that next step and say, you need to go check this out. It's going to tell you, she's going to tell you exactly what you need to know for this. And so you're not just telling them in a post where they may not see it. You're actually sending them when they've raised their hand, that specific podcast episode. That's going to, that's going to launch at least one episode way up. And then what do people do when they go and watch one episode? That was really good. Who else has she got on here? And so, (laughs) and so then that's, that's kind of the effect that it has. So Yeah. So that's a strategy that you can use with every one of your episodes. Choose your LinkedIn groups wisely, test them out. So that's one thing, you know, I wouldn't say that LinkedIn ads is the way to go. They're really expensive and they just, they're they're still figuring it out. LinkedIn is still figuring that one out. So I don't recommend that. The other thing is, is that I will find nice little ways to get my ideal clients on my email list. So getting that email subscription can be another way to send them a podcast episode and put that within your funnels. So you can do that in the DMs. You can do that. You can highlight those drool-worthy lead magnets right on the profile. It can be something that you use polls for to bring people in. And then the podcast episode is afterwards and all these different podcast episodes are afterwards in that funnel. Love that. I am taking notes and um, I will execute and hopefully I'll get people who are listening, taking that poll, come back here 
and listen and yeah. looking at themselves in the mirror, I go, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, and surprise, then you know guys. it works. And you know it works. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> and then guys. you go and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And and make that work for your thing as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what all this is? It's all really good information anyway, because you know what it's doing? Just getting it out there more. This information is keeping people from just being sleazy salespeople in the DMs because it's not working. Yeah. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one of my core values is success. And the success doesn't mean for just me. It means for everybody. So if I'm going to teach you something, it's because it works. I'm not going to teach you like, oh, just, you know, play the numbers game. That's, I mean, you still have a brand. You don't want to burn any of the bridges that go back to your brand. And so there are ways, and, and this is a lot funner. And funny enough, it may seem slower. It's not. It actually saves you so much time, so much agony of trying to figure it all out yourself. But then the other beautiful thing is that you're focusing more on the ideal client, the relationships. And when you focus on that, that just blossoms and expands because they're going to bring in people. Still the best form of marketing Yes, I'm going to say it. I know I'm a digital marketer. The best form of marketing is still the relationship, the word of mouth marketing. It is. It always yeah. will be. It's just we've changed the platforms on where we build the relationships and how we do word of mouth marketing. So if somebody is going to speak about you, your company, your event, you better make sure it's good. It's a good experience. Yeah, there's all that built-in credibility from word of mouth that just can't be topped. What do you think is in the near future with LinkedIn? I mean, what trends should we prepare for? Everyone talks about how everything is going towards video. Yeah. Is that something that, you know, yeah, what else? What else? <laughs> so shortened content, yes, but LinkedIn is also still professional. So content, like content, they are really pushing creators. They want people to be creators. They want people to be putting content. They are a massive search engine, yes, but they are the master creators here. They really are. So I think for LinkedIn, build your authority, build your expertise, build your following, build your connections, and make sure that you're not just building it for the number's sake, build it for the relationships. Because the way that LinkedIn is going is that they want quality. They want more of it, but they want quality. So think about what is quality and how LinkedIn is differentiating themselves from all the other social media platforms because this is their differentiator where they're about the quality. Yes, they're about the content. They are about the relationship. They're about the professionalism and they're not going to stray from that. They just aren't. I mean, where would they go? They're going to be like TikTok. <laughs> they're going to lose no. everybody. <laughs> they're going to lose everybody. And here's another nice little stat is that a third of the people on LinkedIn as of 2022, over a third, actually, a little bit over a third, this is their only social media platform. So a third of these users, and I think they're up over 800 million, a third of those people are on nothing else wow. but LinkedIn. Now, if you look at the stats for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I mean, they're on all of them. They're on all of them. So that says a lot about the platform itself and the users on it. So you can expect the same in regards to what is it that LinkedIn is about. They're going to continue on there. They're just going to improve. They're going to improve. I have learned so much. So I am so grateful. I don't know how you make entrepreneurship work so well for you. You're obviously keeping ahead, you know, in terms of the algorithm changes, keeping on top of all of that and what's working in marketing today, especially as far as LinkedIn is concerned. And, you know, we had this chat before we recorded this interview that you also have three kids that you're <laughs> running around and being the Uber driver. And uh, I mean, how do you manage it, it all? I mean, with entrepreneurship, it can easily be all about the hustle. Yeah. How do you make it? What keeps you centered? Yeah, I meditate a lot. <laughs> 
I, I do. I, <laughs> I have to like if, and I can, I can feel it when I, when I need to meditate. And then, so it's more about the flow, the ebbs and the flows. It, it just, it's part of life. And so I, you know, I don't come right out and tell everybody this. I'm, I'm very spiritual. So I, I think that there's reasons for everything. I'm aware of my surround. I'm aware of myself first and then I'm aware of my surroundings. And so I can move into where the flow is and I can feel into that. And so that will help me stay on the course that I'm supposed to be on. And, you know, I follow the passion too. So, so there's all these different things in entrepreneurship. There's all these different ways that you can go. And so you just have to really be grounded and centered in yourself and what you're here to do and know that and know what you know, what you're here for. And the more that you do that, it's actually the more clear you become. And so when you're clear, then you can make those the right next steps for you, connecting with the right people, getting rid of all the things that don't matter and just staying the course, staying in the process, enjoying the process. And so when that happens, you've got time for everything. Yeah. And time for the right things as well. So I'm learning that lesson myself. I just spoke with uh, Craig Kleeman, whom our listeners will hear on the podcast as well, or it might've just been published. And he was telling me, and he took his company to $30 million within four years. Wow. And I asked him what his secret was. And it was four to five hours in quiet time. And that could look like hiking. That could look like, yeah. you know, just just downtime. And this guy's a rock and roller. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, that's what you do to get this success. And it's just that counterintuitive advice that is kind of either not obvious or to some of us, it is obvious, but we just haven't put it into practice yet just because we're still stuck in the hustle. Yeah. So that is, yeah, I'm grateful that you shared that. So that's something I got to work on. How can people connect with you, Danielle, if they wanted to know more about you, if they missed your most recent bootcamp, but would love to sign up for the next one, how can they get all of that information? The best way is LinkedIn. (laughs) It really, it really is. I mean, you guys. Oh, of can, course, I should yeah, have seen that coming. <laughs> you guys can message me on LinkedIn because I I'm in it. I'm in LinkedIn. So if I was to say what platform am I in, it's definitely LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook, it just depends on the day, but most of the time I try to stay away from that platform. Um, I had a birthday recently too, and I I had to turn off my phone. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I love the birthday wishes, but there are just so many coming in from the DMs and especially with Facebook that I'm like, uh, you may not get me in the DMs on Facebook. You may not, but LinkedIn, you will. Um, if you really, really want to get a hold of me quickly, then you can email me at info at influencebuilder.com because my team, they'll let me know. They're in my emails all day long because we've got like three or four of them. So definitely not something that I, I don't manage that. <laughs> That's not my thing. <laughs> That's not my thing. Okay. But for information on your boot camps, LinkedIn is also where you announce yep. them. Yep. LinkedIn will be announcing them. And then we, I mean, I, I run audio events all the time. So either follow me and I am getting kind of at the top of who I can connect with, but you can follow Danielle Fitzpatrick Clark. And I just, you know, the, the little bell, the little bell in the profile, ring my bell. It'll notify you of all the things. And I do have newsletters and stuff as well that you can sign up for that we were starting to really ramp up our newsletters because we just got tons of information for everybody on LinkedIn. I don't necessarily always write about LinkedIn, but I'm getting really tired of like all the same information coming out. I'm like, you know what? I should probably just jump in here and tell you guys what you really need to do. So, um, and it's just, it's just kind of me just like, wait, I don't know if I'm supposed to be on their platform talking about them (laughs) with LinkedIn. Oh, they probably love you for that. They probably would. And so, and so it's just because, it's just because, you know, there's just, there's some really 
good information. There's some great information and there's a lot of bad information. So I just, I want to contribute to the great information. So we're going to be writing about LinkedIn a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And did I just hear you say that you're using audio as well on LinkedIn? I've just heard about LinkedIn audio events yeah. and not, I'm not even sure if that's a, is that like a, a shiny object or is that something that, that you're going in for? Oh, no, we've been doing audio events since they came out. They're amazing. So they came out over a year ago and I mean, I teach on them. So I had one today, actually. I did one at 1 p.m. today. I was talking about summer sales and how, you know, because everybody was coming to me and saying, I'm not getting any sales and it's the summer. And I'm like, really? This has been our busiest month, July. So so then I'm like, do you guys want some tips? So I'll just go into an audio event. And with an audio event, this is something that LinkedIn is trying to push out there and get it more and more popular because, again, content creation. And so what, I, what I've been doing is I, I do the audio events and then I follow up in the DMs. So I give them, I give them some really good stuff. You can record audio events, but here's the other thing: is that people prefer video when it comes to replay. So I, today I did a recap. So you can actually go to Daniel Fitzpatrick Clark and you can see the recap of what I had for my audio event, but it's in a video format. So you can actually see what I talked about. And I talked about, well, if you guys are looking for more sales, here's some thoughts, here's some solutions, and then of course. This is what I like to do, but I like the transformation part of it. So at, after I gave the solutions, like, okay, so here's where I want your awareness to be. And your awareness needs to be, am I a self-fulfilling prophecy on this? Which is, am I telling myself all this stuff? And it actually is coming true because I say it is. So I'm not getting summer sales because nobody's around. And that's actually just me saying it and not actually true. It doesn't have to be true. And then the second piece is like, do you know your numbers? Are your metrics the same in your sales process that they were in the spring when it was busier, when you were getting more sales, because if you're not reaching out to as many people because it's the summer, then you're not going to get the sales. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I do all those things and then I do a recap. Yep. Okay. And just to be clear, an audio event, is that just like hopping on an open mic and just streaming in a live audio event? Oh, but then yeah. you said you could also pre-record it and, and kind of post it. That sounds like a podcast, really. It, it does. But so LinkedIn doesn't let you record it. So what I do is I actually bring up Zoom. So I'll have Zoom come in and I will share the screen. But when you go into the advanced features of your share, it'll say share the audio. So you can just turn off your camera. You can turn on the share the audio and then start the audio event and then you're recording it. And so you can send people that replay. Nobody ever listens to my audio replay. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I'll just do an, a video recap. And for whatever reason, that ends up doing really well. And then I can also stream that audio recap on the rest of my social media platforms. And it's well received that way on multiple platforms. So, and I used to do the audios, but now it's just like, I'm just going to do a video recap and just tell people, here's like, here's what you need to know. You did miss the Q&A and it was really good, but you know, come to the next one, go follow me on LinkedIn. So then it sends people over to follow me on LinkedIn. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's uh, conclusive that if you were to learn LinkedIn tips from anyone, it would be Danielle. She's like a fire hose of information. So many valuable LinkedIn tips and they're not the run of the mill and sometimes even opposite of everything that you've been hearing from other gurus, LinkedIn gurus. So I appreciate you so much. I have learned a lot. Probably will take me the rest of the year to implement. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I know where I'm going now. <laughs> you did ask, so I gave. <laughs> yes, that's so valuable. And I know that, I mean, LinkedIn is one of those topics that my listeners are really keen yeah. on. So that's been fabulous. You have provided so much value. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're so welcome. It was my pleasure. 
I'm not sure about you, but my notepad is full of notes, and I'm not kidding about being slow to implement, so I hope you'll beat me in terms of speed, but at least I'm feeling a lot less lost now in the world of LinkedIn. It's like I can see where the pieces of the puzzle are, finally, at least until they make some major algorithm changes yet again, when I'm sure I'll be doing an update interview. By the way, Danielle has also launched her own podcast, which I encourage you to check out. It's called Minds of the Mighty, and I'll put a link in the show notes, along with details for how you can find out more about Danielle and all she offers. And if you've ever considered launching your own podcast with a strategy to land in Apple's top 200 charts in the first week, feel free to send me an email at uponarrivalpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll explore how we can make that happen. Catch you next week for another great interview to uncover more stories and strategies for a successful future. Till then, cheers. Cheers.